Hi, welcome to uh, a new podcast, that uh, a new season that we're uh, playing around with. And again, uh, we're Impact Planning Group. I'm Mary Abazia, and with me is Tom Spitali and Sean Wellam. And, you know, we run into all different types of companies and industries across the world. And one thing that just keeps coming up is um, what is really strategic marketing? And um, it just, there are so many different flavors of it that we see. And it can be everything from in some organizations where marketers are really driving the business, they're driving the markets, they're shaping things. So, and that's more their job where in other organizations is pretty much they're in charge of doing the collateral. They're they're designing just the collateral and there's other people that make all the strategic decisions. So we thought we would wrestle this one a bit and identify the issues and also some of the potential solutions or ways that you might want to think about your business. So who wants to take it from here? Sean? Um. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'm, okay, I, I will. Thank you. Uh, I, I would say that part of the part of the issue is look when 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 we um, work with a, with companies on strategy slash execution. There's a range of activities, right? There's the activities that a lot of companies call upstream activities, where you're really taking the big picture view of the future of a product or a portfolio. You're trying to figure out trends in, in, in impacting that, who the influencers are, what segments and targets, uh, and how well your product competes against competition. Those are typically what we might call upstream activities. And then there's the downstream activities, you know, that that in, include those executional things where you kind of end up figuring out how to how to maybe position and, and message a, a product um, and you know how to get it to the market, how to interface with the sales organization, et cetera. I think our our methodologies, our approaches cover all of those activities. And um, it, the interesting part of it is, is in some organizations, there may be as few as one person that's in charge of all of that, or at least, you know, most of the upstream all the way down to the extreme downstream, where then maybe there's an executional marketer that, um, you know, takes it from there. But the fact of the matter is, is in many organizations, this is at least two people that are in charge of different aspects of all the things that, you know, need to be done to, to create success in the marketplace. And it seems to me, that the issue is, is in many companies, those things, those activities aren't joined up as, as, as neatly as they should be. And there ends up being uh, a, a lot of finger pointing, you know, <laughs> like if those upstream marketers really had given us a little bit better direction on segments, targets, messaging, you know, what they want to really say, we would do a better job on our campaigns. And, you know, uh, on the other side, the upstream people are saying, wow, we did a great job of, of defining the marketplace and the messaging and the positioning of the product. And, you know, the, the, the downstream marketers paid absolutely no attention to that and just went and did their own thing and it didn't work out. But that's how I kind of see the nature of, of the issue um, is that it's not joined up and it's oftentimes dispersed across a number of different yes. people. Sean, I want to mention what I said to add what you're saying, Tom. Usually we see more of... Um, in like industrial type companies, we see one person in charge of the whole, all the set of activities as you're describing. In pharma, which I think is probably the most extreme is, especially big pharma, there's one person for 
each activity. So it's like a whole bunch. And then there's a whole bunch of agencies that are responsible to support those things. So those seem to be kind of the two extremes. And then, you know, you've got medical devices that are somewhere in the middle of that and oil and gas at times is in one area or the other. So I'm just thinking about where some of these industries sit in those, those um, in that span that you're describing. So what's, you know, what's the solution or what, maybe we should just kind of peel apart the issues a little bit more. I mean, I think I started by saying um, that, that there's just uh, sometimes a lack of coordination between the two halves, you know, what, what kind of, what kind of issues does that lead to that you guys have seen? You know, I, I want to build on what you said a little bit, Tom, that the, um, this ambiguity around definition is also an element that, that holds people back because marketing means different things, different people, not, not just different businesses, but different people within the same business will have a different view of marketing or strategic marketing or strategy and all the other words that go around that, that sort of thing. I think to declutter that, a way to think of it is why does marketing, however you define it, the commercial function, if you will, exist and ultimately it exists to increase sales or profits or margin, either in a, a very direct and, and quick way through activation, through lead generation, through a slightly slower way through building positioning to the long-term of, of, of long-term brand building and multi-generational product planning to look at the market way over the horizon. So you've got the same, per whatever you do in, in, in broadly in marketing is about increasing sales through one of those methods that I've mentioned. And that I think is the starting point of clearing some of the mystery around what these things are by defining first what they're for. What do you think? Yeah, well, I, um, I like your idea of decluttering marketing. I thought that was a really good expression, Sean, you know, and it, it does the way that you're starting to describe it. Um, but I'm kind of, I, I'm stuck on Tom's question about the problems. And I, and here are some of the problems that I see very clearly. And I think the two will come back to the, you know, what you're saying too, is we know people that are more senior level marketing CEOs or, or head of businesses, and they get, they, they get hired into a, an organization. And then they call us and say, I don't know what these people are doing. <laughs> they call themselves marketer. They're all running around. They're a bunch of engineers and they don't really understand anything about how to do some of the activities that, you know, we've just been describing. Uh, and then another version of that is somebody that's lower level that comes out of college, maybe has one or two jobs under their belt they get hired in to be a marketer or strategic marketer and they get put over in the art department to, to create collateral and they're totally frustrated. So those are two um, scenarios where the organization is just so frustrated with each other because there's just such different expectations that, um, that are set. So. It's, it's, it's that definition thing again, but, but definition of what's required, because if you hired somebody to, to, to work in your, in your stores or your warehouse, you don't have them come along and say, yeah, you figure out how you want to manage the inventory and the delivery notes and the, the ins and the outs and how you communicate with transport 
and inbound logistics. You don't, you don't do that. You say, here's the process. This is what you do. You, you fill in this form. You hand this form there. You key this into this part of the system and so on. We don't allow degrees of interpretation or, or um, improv when it comes to most things in business. But in marketing, we hire people often by saying, do what you will to achieve this goal. A lot more freedom and with going to sound like a spider-man quote now but with great freedom comes great responsibility because <laughs> you can really screw things up you know you've and that's part of thomas point of coordination if everyone is is playing their own tune you, you're not going to get a a nice orchestral piece are you going to get a stockhausen concert Mark, marketing is one of the functions maybe one of the few functions where there aren't really some defined rules you know i mean if you're an engineer if you're a finance person, if you're in the legal department, uh, accounting, you know, there are sets of rules, you know, underlying rules that, um, you know, you're expected to be trained for. And then, of course, you know, uh, your own skills and talents and ambitions and drive enter into how well you do those things. But in marketing, it's very rare. It's like you just said, Sean, it's like you're just expected to do something that works. And um, there's not an underlying um, you know, set of principles and practices that guide that. <laughs> and, 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 and it's amazing and baffling to me that marketing in most companies or whatever we call this thing, commercialization, strategic marketing, upstream, downstream, whatever we call it, it's allowed, it's allowed to exist without a set of, 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 of underlying principles that um, can allow us to say whether what somebody's suggesting or doing is good or bad or right or wrong. How's that happened? <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I you know, we we have kids that are in college and and you know, looking at what they're allowed to pick now, there's a lot more marketing that colleges, you know, good colleges are are offering. And I'm always intrigued by what they're teaching them. And it seems like like digital kind of is lifting the waters of interest of marketing. But, you know, we know that digital marketing is just another one of those flavors. It fits under the strategic marketing. But if you're doing digital marketing without all of the activities, Tom, that you were describing, the strategic part of it, you're just going to have electronic stuff, you know, <laughs> but it's not going to do as Sean's saying is, is to achieve our ultimate objectives of really, you know, moving our business forward in, in a methodical and disciplined way. So, you know, where even at the at the college level, are they setting the right expectations for, you know, what really is good strategic marketing? I don't think it's happening uh, at, you know, I, as a as a marketing major myself, when I was in college, it's it, it's really a set of disconnected, you know, marketing communications courses and and, and um, you know, public relations and, you know, uh finance for non-financial people, you know, things that teach you sort of like these little elements. But I, I guess selfishly, I'll say the reason that it, because that's not happening, that's been the basis of our business for 40 years, you know, and I don't think, I think we have a, a viable business for at least a little while because I don't think that's going to change very fast um, in the academic world. So people like us, 
can come in and at least for the companies that realize that there is this problem, we can provide uh, some structure so that there is an underlying set of, of principles. So whoever is managing the function, which is probably something else that we should talk about, who should manage it, but whoever is managing the function finally has a way to kind of look at the output of whether it's an upstream market or a downstream market or whatever you want to call it and say that's good, bad, or indifferent. And, and, and this is what I, I, I really need you to do. Take this back and, and rework this, you know, according to a, a couple of principles. I think that's what, what we do, not to make this a commercial for us, but that what we, we do helps companies that experience it know what good looks like, especially the people or person who is in charge of managing that whole strategic marketing process or commercialization process. Yeah, I think the solution when you look at it that way, Tom, is is a framework that has some degrees of freedom. You know, we said, I said before, you, you don't turn into the, the, the stores or the warehouse and, and do your own thing. There's very rigid and strict rules, but that doesn't work for marketing because there's so many variables in terms of uh, competitor activity and an economic environment and other things that, that are always moving. It's, it's a very fluid situation. You have to be somewhat flexible, but within a framework. And the most important thing within that framework is this common set of, 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 of language, this, this idea that we all know what we're talking about we started off this by saying marketing itself is ambiguous because it means different things to different people. If we said positioning and everyone knew we had our definition, doesn't matter if you, we're not going to argue with others who have a different definition, but within our business, we know what we mean by it. Then everyone knows what we mean by it and we can communicate more effectively. And that's so important because you mentioned PR, Tom, public relations and so forth. When that happens, what, Press releases are we trying to get out there? They must support our positioning or our future product plans. Back to this integration part. But I think the key is, is, a, is a framework with degrees of freedom to act within that framework, so not rigid, more guiding, and a common language and terminology that means we, we take away as much of the ambiguity as possible. Yeah, and I don't think that's d- different from... Uh, accounting, for example, I know somebody that is uh, in accounting, and I'm hearing a lot about accounting practices. The tax season just started, and there is degrees of freedom within accounting. I see the issues in in, in the dialogue that we have. Uh, there's an underlying, you know, set of generally accepted accounting principles or gap, you know, that have to be adhered to, and 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 so, but there's still much interpretation. Um, you can't ignore gap though. And, and, and so that, that's your fundamental starting point. There is a, a set of principles that you can say, this is right, wrong, or indifferent. And if you go outside of those principles, then it's no good. Got to be reworked or redone. But within that, then there's still interpretation and, and, um, degrees of freedom. And I think that's what we're, we're talking about. I mean, there's many different ways to segment for example, you know, all we're saying is you should probably do it. <laughs> and, you know, we'll show you how to do it and, and, and give you different ways to do it. But yeah. uh, frankly, we know that there is 
uh, many companies out there making lukewarm tea. You know, they're 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 they've got people that in their customer base that like hot tea and people that like cold tea, and they mix it all up. They don't segment and they make lukewarm tea, and nobody's happy. We know that is going on, and that is a big problem. So that's kind of an illustration, I think, of what you're saying, Sean. There's got to be some. Uh, you know, basic uh, principles, we will segment, and this is how we will segment. And then it's open to interpretation. We've thought about these three or four different ways to segment. Let's just let's have a discussion on which way is the most powerful and effective to do it. And that's where the discretion comes in, I think. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's that, that's a really good way of looking at it. And, and I think one of the other misnomers of marketing is, is you have to do this long process that costs a lot of money. And the beauty of marketing is really, you know, it's a mindset, but it's also even just using a couple of key tools, depending on what you're trying to really solve for. So being able to define the problem clearly with the right people in the room, and then being able to sort out with usually some tools help, a couple of tools to think through, to come up with a, a decision, you know, that's, that's supported with assumptions that you can then take action on and give other people direction. Um, so I just, I love marketing and, and it's just, it always, you know, we've been doing this a long time and yet it still surprises me how, you know, every company we talk to, there's a different flavor of, of what they think marketing is and, and to what degree they have processes and, and disciplines. So, um, we hope that we've got you thinking about your organization a bit, or if you're in a marketing role, what, what role are you really playing? And, um, and is that the role that the organization needs? So. Thank you very much for joining us. Thank you.